It's that time of the year. Your vacation is coming up. You can already hear the beach waves, feel the warm breeze, relax, and think about work. You really, really want it all to work out while you're away. Monday.com gives you and the team that peace of mind. When all work is on one platform and everyone's in sync, things just flow. Wherever you are, tap the banner to go to Monday.com. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. If you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. Use the Stamps.com mobile app to mail everything you need to keep your business running with up to 89% off USPS and UPS. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Use code PROGRAM for a special offer. That's Stamps.com, code PROGRAM. Off to the Islandwood Veterinary Hospital in Newmarket, part of the Mill Street Veterinary Group, where Jane Pickett joins me. Good afternoon to you, Jane. Good afternoon, Patricia. And um, we've had a few calls in already, which happens every year, uh, certainly from people who are in the Mallow and McCroom areas in particular this morning, saying fireworks are going off and advice around animals. Because I saw the Dogs Trust actually came out this week, reminding owners that research shows 25% of dogs can take more than 24 hours to recover from a firework explosion or the noise going off. Yeah, it is really, truly astounding. Some of them can be incredibly fearful of the loud bang and the firework and the vibration. And I think a lot of people, when they're setting off fireworks without warning, don't realise the impact on, that they're having on all of the animals in the locality. So it can take quite a while for pets to calm down after the loud bangs. And a lot of that is just associated with the fear that they don't know that the fireworks are over and that the next morning everything's normal again and it's unlikely to happen in daylight. They're just anticipating vibrations and big bangs at unexpected intervals, so it takes a little while for them to feel more comfortable and secure again. I think a word of warning is, given that they are going off a little bit earlier this year than usual, um, and there are reports of fireworks quite frequently, it's probably best at this stage to try and keep your pets indoors after dark if you can, and kind of if they need to go out for their peas and poos after dark to accompany them on a lead. That way they're secure and safe. So that if an unexpected bang does happen, they're either on a lead outside with you doing their peas and poos or they're safely inside in the house. So they can't get startled and run off and get lost because that's something that we hear quite a lot happening within this kind of stormy season and in the fireworks season. And it's really heartbreaking. Good things that you can do inside the house is to maybe build a little bit of a den. So find it the quietest room in the house, maybe one with a lot of soft furnishings because that tends to absorb the noise a little bit better. Make them a little den either in their crate or a little bed in a cosy corner. Put on the radio um, and just have it nice and low, very relaxed. And I think a really important thing is try not to show the pet that you're anxious yourself. I know we're all really, really worried about them in that circumstance and obviously we want them to be as comfortable as possible. But the best thing you can do as an owner is give them somewhere quiet to rest, make sure they're secure and try and pretend everything is totally normal because they really feed off our kind of emotions and our responses. And if we appear anxious, even if we're only anxious for them, in their own minds, they'll go, oh, well, my mum or dad is really anxious, so there must really be something to worry about. So I'll get even more worried. So really, the best thing you can do is try and make sure everything is as normal as possible. Be nice and relaxed and comfort them when they're stressed. Okay, and microchipping. And microchipping so in important, just happen. in case that the worst uh, does happen. Okay, uh, morning, Patricia. Could you ask Jane 
We have recently got a new kitten. She's scaring the two older cats. Any advice, please, on how they can become friends? Ah, uh, okay. This will probably happen slowly over time. Cats are interesting creatures. By nature, they are actually quite solitary. Multi-cat households, which is essentially anything more than one cat living on their own, can be tricky situations. A lot of the time, they kind of function very harmoniously. The cats kind of find their own little balance of power within the household and kind of become friends on their own terms. Sometimes it's not so harmonious to begin with, particularly if there's a, a cat introduced at quite a different age. It's kind of like having a toddler in amongst the adults. They all have very different needs, different priorities. The toddler probably wants to play. The adults probably want to sit down and have a bit of a relax. So they're immediately kind of at odds. The best thing you can do in this situation is make sure that they don't have to compete for resources. So a resource is anything from a litter tray to food and water and even your attention. So make sure they all have their own copy of everything. So their own food, water, litter tray and some attention time with you. And that ideally they're out of sight of each other. So they eat in separate rooms and drink in separate rooms. That will be the best way to settle things down quickly. And additionally, if you can just make sure that the two older cats that have kind of settled into their own ways have plenty of time and space away from the kitten. So maybe if the kitten has a few quiet hours in the day so that the the older cats can relax and enjoy their usual lifestyle, it'll probably smooth things over. But it will be time, consistency and just making sure that they don't have to compete for resources. They will eventually get on. They might love each other, but they will eventually get on. (laughs) Mary has a five-year-old be, it says bit, I, I'm, I'm assuming that's Bijan Freeze. It's just with the spell check, the way it comes out. Now, he has always done a little wee to mark his territory. But then in the last while, when he looks to go out to go to the toilet, if he's not left out straight away, he does a little wee on the way out. Is he trying to be the boss or is there a health issue, says Mary? Mm-hmm. Like this he can't hold on one. to it. Potentially, he might not be able to hold on to it. I think scent marking in male, particularly male and tire dogs, so male uncastrated dogs, is really common. It's been quite a natural behaviour. It can be quite inconvenient for us humans that have to live with it sometimes, but it is part of their natural behaviour. It sounds like this is a change for your pet, however, and at five years, you know, all of his normal behaviours would usually be developed, so any change from there on in is usually reflective of either a change in environment or a health-related issue. I would say that this little guy warrants a trip to the vet. And one really helpful thing that you can do before you even visit the vet is once you have your appointment booked, try and collect a little pee sample to take in with you to the vet. Now, if you can't do that, your vet will be able to talk you through how to do it after the appointment. But it is really, really helpful, particularly when we're ever concerned about urinary or pee issues. So if it is that maybe he's got a bladder infection or let's say he is not concentrating down his pee as as well as he used to, we'll be able to get early indications of that from a little pee sample you can take at home. And my top tips for doing that in a male dog, take them out into the garden on a lead and wait until they cock their leg. As soon as they started peeing, collect a little bit of urine usually into quite a flat container. Don't try and be catching it into something with a small neck on it, like a litter bottle. Best thing to use is an old takeaway container or a clean lunchbox. And that way you can either bring that to the vet as it is, or you can decant it into a little pot. It just gives you a much bigger 
target area um, to be dealing with. So increases your chances of success. But I think this little guy should visit the vet for a full health check and a urine sample and other investigations to be guided by your own vet once they Yeah, seen. so it's, it's like bringing a urine sample with you to the doctors if you've got yeah. any kind of a kidney infection or urinary exactly. tract infection. Okay, Kath wants to know, can I give Vermox worm dose? It's one for children. Can you give that to a dog or are they com- two completely different products, the ones for animals oh, versus I, the ones I'm, for humans? Yeah, generally I would exercise extreme caution and avoid if at all possible using human products in pets. A lot of the products that we would have as health products for humans can actually be dangerous if not toxic, poisonous and fatal to dogs and or cats. We have very different physiologies so the way our bodies work and break down drugs is very different between humans and even between dogs and cats which means that the things that are safe to use in us are not necessarily safe to use in dogs and cats. So this is something that's best avoided the best thing to do would be to visit your vet and get them to advise you on what worming treatment would be appropriate for them. Um, and they'll be able to find you a safe and effective product. And usually the safe and effective products are available either from vets themselves or pharmacists because it means that we have access to being able to sell different types of drugs that we know are well tested and we know they're safe and effective. So that's definitely the best protocol. And a dog does need to be warm. So well done, Kat. Oh, yeah. OK, listen, we leave it there. Have a great week and we'll chat to you next uh, Thursday, Jane. Thanks you for too. that. Thank that's you. Jane Pickett of the Islandwood Veterinary Hospital in Newmarket, part of the Mill Street Veterinary Group. Normally, being a little extra might be a bit much, but not when it comes to healthcare. That's why United Healthcare's Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, supplement your primary plan so you manage out-of-pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. If you have a lot of mailing to do, stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. Use the Stamps.com mobile app to mail everything you need to keep your business running with up to 89% off USPS and UPS. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Use code PROGRAM for a special offer. That's Stamps.com, code PROGRAM.